The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Daily Intermission Podcast, episode 32 of season two. I'm starting off, unfamiliar voice off the hop here. We got Greg. Greg, how are you doing? Dude, I'm doing fantastic, man. <laughs> well done. Well done, hey, man. You know, it's not bad for never doing it. No, I know. We had to mix you in, Nate. Yeah, yeah, great opening, dude. I mean, I'm fantastic. I mean, it's been a busy week for us. Uh, two TV debuts. I mean, we started off uh, on the Detroit Red Wings pregame show. And, I must uh, ask the viewers quick. Is that a big deal? Yeah, is that any good, folks? Yeah, it's really uh, to all the listeners. And then uh, and then live on the line today where we're giving out our best bets, Nate. Honestly, all like it was hit. I, I, I we're, we're definitely got our fingers crossed, but man, like what an experience. I mean, two guys rural Nova Scotia, you know, started a podcast and here we are on, on, uh, on the United States national television, man. Like, you know, I hate to, you know, pump our own tires and pat ourselves in the back, but They've man, been it's been a really, it's been a really uh, fun week for us, man. It has for sure. For sure. It's been awesome. You know, we've been looking forward to it. It's been a big week and, uh, I mean, we just got through it, so uh, definitely, yeah. definitely. It's a lot, a, of, a lot of close, uh, close friends of the show, Nate. I apologize, have been uh, reaching out and looking for a statement of mine. So Nate and I, Nate runs a fantasy league every year, and it's kind of been sponsored oh. by the Daily Intermission. And and uh, last week, I played Nate in the semifinal, so it's a big league. I mean, we got uh, twelve diehard hockey fans, and, and it's Nate, a it's a competitive league. It is, man. It is, I mean, there's a lot of transactions every week. Like you know, people are invested. You come out of that draft, and you're happy with your team. Doesn't happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's tough. We exactly. got we got twelve diehards in there, so it's a good league. So we're in the semifinals, and and I'm leading by you know I think I like a, a decent all margin week. all week long. <laughs> I've got a decent lead, and 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 Nate's like like I'm like I'm diving in free agency. Like I'm trying to make sure that I'm getting points every day. And Nate's like, you're really picking up that guy. I'm like, <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> I jokingly gave him the goalie call. Nate ends up beating me on the final night by one point. John Gibson with the dub. John Gibson. 100th overall, Johnny Gibb. And everyone knows we're Atlantic Canadians, so that's the West Coast of the United States late night game. Yes. Getting him the final point to beat me in fantasy. Nate, congratulations, dude, hey, in the thanks. finals. How you feeling, dude? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm about to, uh, I think I'm going to win it all. So I'm feeling pretty good about it. That's a big. That's and, a big uh, deal, man. Like it is. Like it, oh, I everyone know. knows. I, and like it's funny because you know you talk about fantasy leagues and how much of a big. It's a huge deal. Like people grind at the fantasy tough. leagues every year and it's challenging to win there's a little bit of luck involved obviously oh, there's a good a amount of money of involved. involved exactly yeah Dude, I, I walked in on the seventh seed 11 and 12 yeah yeah yeah. yeah talk about a little bit of luck yeah it's gonna be a huge win you've, you've loved your team though for the for the most of it well you know after the draft i was like you know what if i can't win with this team yeah i, I don't know what i win with for sure because I, I was pretty happy with it but you know anyway it's it's, it's all good fun you know you're I, i'd say you got third for sure you got the money back anyway yeah, we'll take you know, that. We'll take yeah, that. We'll like, take that. We'll, we'll chalk that up as a as a not an L. I'm not trying to rub it in here, but yeah, like you know, I'm absolutely winning. Yeah, salt on the wounds. <laughs> um, anyway, Nate, moving on to the pregame show. I must <clears> say, Nate, before we get into it, for, like, I mean, we haven't even mentioned that we've got Scoop B Robinson, Valley Sports National NBA analyst, joining yep. us. He'll be the entirety of the first half. He's an amazing individual. He comes on, talks NBA the entire first half. He gives us the inside scoops and gives us a little bit of playoff insight, Nate. Yeah, yeah. It was a great interview. Loved it. Got us a little, uh, got us chatting about the Raptors a little bit. Yep. That was absolutely. nice. 
So absolutely. And uh, and in the second half, Nate, we'll talk a little NHL. Yep. Little uh, MLB and little PGA. So that'll bring us home. But uh, continuing the pregame show, the nail Nate kind of came out last year where NCAA athletes could get sponsored. Yes. So John Daly, obviously a recognized character throughout the world of golf. His son, John Daly Jr., has now accepted a nil invitation or sponsorship, I should say, from Hooters. Is that a legendary move or what? It's it's so daily. Yeah, it is. That it's I've never I even heard of anything like it. You say nil. Yep. Is that just name? Uh, image, image likes, likes it. Okay. Likes, yeah. Okay. That's Sorry. what I thought. I Name wasn't sure if that was, it was that or it was yeah. just for nothing. No. They're just doing <laughs> oh, yeah, it for that's sport. Right. You know that's what I mean? Right. That's Cause right. like, yeah. I wouldn't put it by either of them. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like they've we'll been doing do that for, for years. years. Yeah, 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 they yeah. love Hooters. Yeah. <laughs> I actually know for a fact, John Daly owns half of Hooters. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just so on brand. Like you said, Nate, I mean, John Daly Jr. Will now be represented by Hooters. Unbelievable. During college golf. I think he plays for Arkansas. So that's exciting, man. John Daly Jr. That guy's electric, man. I hope he makes it to the PGA tour because Yes. Everyone loves a daily. Oh my god, dude! His we, music. Oh my gosh, we've talked about it. Hit it hard, man. Yeah, hard, man. <laughs> what a tune! Oh, it's amazing. But uh, no, and, and Nate, just kind of finally to to uh, to wrap up the pregame show. Russia banned from Wimbledon. Probably see this saw this coming. I mean, the sanctions on this country. I mean, we're not going to get into it because that's not what we do over here on the Daily Intermission podcast. But uh, we got no real idea what's really going on. I mean, for myself, anyway. No, I'm not really clue. sure that. I mean, we're watching got, CNN a bit, but yeah, it's it's anyway. Obviously, you know, there's some challenging times uh, east uh, of our country, and and uh, and and we'll uh, west of our country. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> east, east of our country, east of our country. I was correct. I guess it depends which way you look on the globe. Well, that's right? that's yeah, that's kind of what I was leaning towards. All yeah. right, but yeah, we're gonna move into uh, to our Scoopy interview. So listen, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy this Scoopy. Valley Sports National NBA Analyst. Ladies and gentlemen, we're thrilled to be joined by National NBA Analyst for Valley Sports, Brandon Scoopy Robinson. Brandon, how you doing today, my man? I'm maintaining, man. Thanks for having me so much. I like, I love Canada and I love your accent. Every time y'all say about, I love it. <laughs> Listen, the pleasure's ours, Brandon. So let's talk about it, man. The NBA season, it was a crazy regular season this year, but we're going to focus to start things off on the Lakers. I mean, what a disappointment the Lakers were when Ross went there in the offseason. A lot of excitement in Los Angeles. What happened to the Los Angeles Lakers this season? A couple of things. Number one, um, even before the season started, injuries. I mean, you, you started the season bringing in Trevor Ariza, Kendrick Nunn. Uh, Ariza plays sparingly, and then he was cut before the last game of the season to, to, to bring in a two-way guy. Kendrick Nunn never played. Um, and, and from folks that I've spoken with, they felt that once the season started and they could get everybody healthy, uh, then it would be a different conversation. And then um, it was the the the, the playing tag of uh, LeBron being out, Anthony Davis being out, uh, and, and just finding a way to, to, to get the things done. And it's crazy because when I look at what LeBron did this season, I remember a conversation that I had with a highly regarded league fixture um, who shared with me, LeBron is only concerned about LeBron things at this point, meaning personal milestones. And then you kind of saw it. I was at the Washington game where, you know, he he broke uh, the, the the scoring record and Carmelo scoring record, um, the assist record and all those other things. And, and you kind of just saw where they were. I know that the Lakers are often a, a, a hot button conversation, especially for a team that's not even in the playoffs. But 
I know that many people were comparing that Lakers team to, you know, the 0304 Peyton, um, Shaq, Kobe uh, team. And I think that the difference between those two teams is one, um, Kobe was was going through a legal case and none of those guys on the Lakers at this current Lakers team were going through a legal case. And two, you also were dealing with things like Malone and Kobe beefing over some personal things. Um, and then Shaq and Kobe beefing over role with team. The issue with the Lakers in this situation was really and truly injuries um, and, and maybe the Russell Westbrook effect. I, I think that Frank Vogel for that particular team, um, there were some guys that kind of felt a way about him. Uh, and I want to throw my brother under the bus, but what I will say is um, I think he exceeded expectations with that Lakers team, particularly in winning a championship in year one. But also there were some guys that over the years had been lost. I mean, Jason Kidd is not a head coach of the, of the Dallas Mavericks. Imagine if he had waited, he would become probably the next Lakers coach who the Lakers really wanted. Um, and, and also some of the other things like, 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 Jared Dudley is now an assistant on, on, on the Dallas Mavericks. And he told me he's living his life like he's golden. I, I saw him about a week and a half ago. Um, you, you look at um, Phil Handy, who I believe is the voice of that team, and I believe does deserve a head coaching position. Um, I, I think that the Lakers won a sexy pick. But I, I think even when you look back at their coaching search, when they added uh, Frank Vogel, Ty Lue was really who the Lakers, the Trust and Jeannie Buss wanted, and, and she was overruled. Um, and also Magic Johnson uh, ultimately leaving and letting Rob Palenka do him. So there's a lot that has happened over the years um, that the bubble championship was what they got. Um, but but I, but I also think they got Webby one, another year uh, before. They're going to have to kind of break this thing up and start all over again. For sure, for sure. With all that being said, too, when you say break it up, do you think LeBron's gone? Or do you think he's going to try and stay? Um, that's the million-dollar question. <laughs> I have always felt. Um, that he would return to Cleveland one more time. Okay. Right. That's interesting. The trifecta. So listen, Scoop, we talk about Frank Vogel. We talk about all the moving parts in the Los Angeles Lakers management group. How many hats does LeBron wear, especially in today's age, in his career, his point in his career? Does he dabble in sort of some of the coaching role? Does he dabble in some of the management role? Does he have a say? How much pull does LeBron James have in the Los Angeles Lakers you know, dressing room? I think LeBron has as much say as any superstar like Michael Jordan had, uh, particularly um, in his last years in, in Chicago um, in personnel moves. I definitely think they run things past him, but I also think that the extension of him is, is Rich Paul, um, who I think LeBron has magnificently um, made Rich Paul. I, I'm a hip hop guy. So like when I look at like, Rockefeller records with, with Jay-Z and Damon Dash. Jay-Z and Damon Dash often played good cop, bad cop. So Jay was always the good guy. Damon Dash was all, was always the guy that was the jerk. Um, and, and so I think LeBron is, comparatively, LeBron is the face. Rich Paul is the guy that gets things done and, and speaks on his behalf. That's what any good agent does, right? So I, I feel like when you look at Rich Paul, um, the same way that he has found his way as a voice of reason in the Los Angeles Lakers ecosystem, even bringing in Anthony Davis, um, bringing in, in the past, bringing in uh, J.R. Smith, bringing in uh, Deion Waiters, bringing in Contavious Caldwell Pope and bringing Caldwell Pope in 
before the Lakers were a popular destination. That bringing Caldwell Pope opened the door for for, for uh, Rich Paul to have conversations with Magic Johnson and bring LeBron on home. And so if you look at the Chicago Bulls, that same ecosystem is happening in real time um, with Lonzo Ball being represented by uh, Rich Paul and Clutch, as well as Zach Levine, as well as Tristan Thompson and more. So I feel like the, the pattern has been set by every place that LeBron has been, even within his inner circle who have gotten jobs with the Cavs or the Miami Heat or the Los Angeles Lakers. And I think that um, in, in answer to your question, I, I think that LeBron is going to always do what's in the best interest of him. But I also think that any team that LeBron James plays for, there's about a three to four year window. And so when you look at when he left Cleveland the first time, it brought them Tristan Thompson, it brought them Kyrie Irving, um, and a sign and trade with the Miami Heat. And then after his time was up with Miami, he came back to Cleveland. And if you look at Cleveland, Seti Osman, Kevin Love, um, and, and Colin Sexton, some of those other pieces, uh, Larry Markinen, I know that LeBron has talked about wanting to play with his son and, and kind of be the NBA's version of King Griffey Jr. and the Ripken family in baseball. You've never seen that in basketball. So when I look at LeBron's future, uh, to me, a team, if he leaves the Lakers, a team like the Cavaliers, a team like the Orlando Magic, uh, a team a, a team like the Oklahoma City Thunder, just for youth-wise, would make plausible sense. But in my mind right now, if he were to leave Los Angeles, Cleveland would make the most sense currently. For sure. I mean, let's not forget about you know rookie sensation Evan Mobley and Darius Garland. I mean, they've got a nice foundation set there but we'll get into the Cavaliers here in a bit scoop but you mentioned it I mean he came out this season he said he would love to play with his son how realistic are Bronny's chances to be an NBA player how highly touted of a prospect you know where would you rank him in terms of you know what type of a prospect is Bronny or is LeBron kind of going to will his way into the NBA Bronny is not a bad player I mean you you look at just his overall um, acumen and knowing of the game. Um, I know that both he and DeWan Wagner Jr. Uh, in the United States have, have, have gotten a lot of attention. Um, and I also think that anytime you are a second generation basketball player, there are, those are case, watching your dad as a case study in life. And that exceeds beyond um, just putting a ball in a hoop. So when you look at travel, when the pack, who to stay away from, how to create an inner circle, um, turning your, uh, your, your passions into, into uh, tangible career driven things. I've often looked at LeBron James um, as Will Smith leaving Bel Air and going to the NBA on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. That's right. I've often looked at Cam Newton in that same vein. Um, I think with um, Bronny James, LeBron has now assumed the role, Bronny's father, of Uncle Phil, and Bronny James is the revamp on Peacock. <laughs> and, I, and I know I'm using a lot of analogies, but I think name recognition is one thing. What he's been able to do on the floor, I've heard nothing but rave reviews, and, and I don't feel like he has to be his father in order to make it to the NBA. I, I think he should just play his game. And, and, and I think that that's sometimes what gets lost in translation because I think we tried that with Marcus and Jeffrey Jordan, and it didn't translate because everybody was looking for LeBron, or excuse me, was looking for Michael reincarnate. And I, and I don't think that that's always fair. 
Uh, but the only time you see fair is at the circus and, and life ain't fair. So um, it is what it is. For sure. Um, <clears throat> just to switch gears a little bit. Um, obviously, there's some teams that had some pleasant surprises this year. We had Memphis. Uh, Cleveland was in the play-ins. What do you think were some of the steps they made in the right direction to get to where they were? Memphis, in my mind, um, coaching uh, plays a big factor. Uh, I, I remember chatting with Taylor Jenkins um, a couple of months ago um, just to give a matter of perspective. Um, he and LeBron James are exactly the same age. They're both 37 years old. And uh, Taylor Jenkins and I, I, I'll be 37 in, in May. And so LeBron, Taylor Jenkins, and I are all the same age. And so I asked Taylor, what was his favorite video game growing up? And he told me Atari Jaguar. I don't think you hear Greg Popovich talking about Jaguar. I don't think you hear, you might catch Steve Kerr talking about it, but um, just a matter of perspective. And, and, and I'll give you another level of perspective that's interesting. Um, Taylor Jenkins was a grad assistant at UPenn when Allen Iverson was a member of the 76ers. And I asked him during his time at UPenn, what were his fondest moments? And he shared to me, with me that when he was in Atlanta as a Hawks assistant, Kyle Korver later came over there and they talked about those fond times in Atlanta um, as, as, as living in the Philadelphia, greater Philadelphia area. And so I think being cognizant of the youth that's around you is a big key in today's NBA, because I think that all of the old guard is changing in digital spaces um, and, and just in, in, in the schematics of, of the game overall. I mean, you look at throughout the NBA, the fact that the, the Memphis Grizzlies were a two seed without their star player in John Morant, and they have a defensive player of the year candidate in Jerry Jackson Jr. and a Desmond Bain who ain't never scared of LeBron, I think that is such great basketball theater. Um, but I also think it's just a testament to not relying just on one star player. And that's what I like about the Memphis Grizzlies, the coaching, the youth movement, and that there's there are other teams out there who are competing and aren't kissing the ring of LeBron or the Popoviches or even the Steve Kerrs and Steph Curry's. I like that. As it relates to the Cavaliers, right place, right time, right um, conference. The Eastern Conference, to me, um, has been so teeter-tottering, yet so competitive. I know a lot of times people give the Western Conference so much credit for being so elite, but forget, like, the Cavs have won, the Heat have won multiple times, and we're talking about the last 20 years. The Detroit Pistons have won, I say 25 years. Um, you, you have a lot of teams that have been competitive in the East, but everybody wants to pay attention to the Warriors, the Lakers, Heck, the, the Toronto Raptors won in 2019. I think when you look at like, perfect segue with Canada, by the way. But when you, no, when you, you look know. At, Thank you for the shout out there. Yeah. There you go, eh? There you yeah. go. But no, when you, <laughs> we know what it's when about. You, when, you, when you look at um, when you look at the NBA's Eastern Conference, I feel like the Cavs have been anywhere from first to eighth, and and I I think that's a testament to just the East being so good, and the Boston Celtics riding the ship and being where they were supposed to be all along, but they were adjusting to a new head coach. And, and, and after the All-Star break was really where they shined. And, and, and I, I think they're in a deserving spot. But I think the Cavaliers, um, they're still growing. And I like, I like their head coach. Um, Bickerstaff is, is that dude. Um, but also, I, I think when I look at the Cavaliers, 
Um, there's some holes that they need to fill. I like Mobley, um, but I, I, I don't. I, I think Colin Sexton. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to see will he stay. Um, Kevin Love, what will they do with that contract? Um, will he become a Cavalier emeritus, meaning after he's done, will will he stay in some type of 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 of, of um, ambassadorship role, or will he become an assistant coach? Or will he take a smaller deal so that if the likes of LeBron do come in the next couple of years, they can team up again? Is he their modern day Zadrudis Silgowskis? And it's not because he's white. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I like both of their futures, to be completely honest with you. I love what Memphis has done. I love what Cleveland's done. I mean, and you've talked about it. I mean, Memphis, what a tremendous year. And they don't have that highlight reel, that, that A-list superstar and that's what makes them, I think, so attractive to, to us everyday fans. But you mentioned it. Let's move up north of the border here, Scoop, because we're a couple Canadian guys. We like talking Raptors. And it's been, you know, a couple, a couple years it was really tough for us. I mean, you know, we're not playing in Canada. You know, Pascal Siakam's not playing to his ability. We lose Kawhi Leonard. We ended up losing um, uh, Kyle Lowry. And, and, you know, it puts us in a position. We get Scotty Barnes at the fourth overall pick. We start to look pretty good this year. You know, we're now in the playoffs taking Philly in the first round. But, you know, talk a little bit about what Scotty Barnes did this regular season. You know, what do you think the ceiling is for a guy like Scotty Barnes? And maybe just, you know, the team in Toronto in general. What's their ceiling moving forward? I like him, and I'm disappointed that he he based it out next game um, yep. due to injury. That was a, a, a terrible injury, but um, I liked him. I, I liked him in college. I, I like what he brought to the table. I know that he was a, he was somebody that a lot of teams were looking at uh, in the draft, and um, I, I like what he brings to the table. I, I like I like um, I like Nick Nurse as well, and and I know that the Lakers are are, are high on him as it relates to uh, their potential coaching head coach and vacancy fill-in. But um, I, I like this team, and I think one of the things going into the series, not so much now going against Philadelphia, uh, was, was sincerely the fact that I think people, a lot of people slept on, 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 the, on the Raptors, and that kind of goes back to what I was saying about teeter-tottering. There was, the standings were just going back and forth. Uh, to use a Drake reference, it was going back to back. Like you, you just couldn't, you couldn't find out who was going to be winning where until like the last game of the season, and then the playing happened. I think, you know, when you when you look at um, Toronto and you look at Scotty Barnes, he's going to be a mainstay for a long time. Um, when I look at Oladipo, oh, excuse me, not Oladipo. I'm so sorry. When you look at Pascal Siakam, um, and you look at his ability to fill up a stat sheet, many people thought that. When Kawhi Leonard uh, was gone, that he was kind of going to be like left for dead, and I kind of feel like Siakam has put up Scottie Pippen '94 numbers when when Michael Jordan retired briefly to play baseball. I think the combination of all of those factors comp- uh, completes a competitive squad. I'm just not sure what they're going to do against the 76ers because there's so many injuries on that report at this time. For sure. We've got the playoffs started, Scoop. We got buzzer beaters left, right, and center. We got everything going on. Who do you think is your dark horse to win this year? Not even dark horse. Do you think like a seven seed? This could be the first year like a seven seed wins, like Brooklyn, or who's who's your pick to win it this year? Um, so I've been on a couple of shows, and I I, I personally like to see a Nets Sun series. Mm. Um, but but I also think that um, Golden State uh, is a monster. Um, I, I also like that series between the Bucks and, um, and the Bulls. Like, I, I, I like that series. I don't think it's over. Um, I know that I was in Chicago 
last week and you know they they were they were already writing it off like it was done but I, I like what I like about this this series you know number one is the fact that Milwaukee is allow me to reintroduce myself. They're, they're letting people know that they are the reigning NBA champs, but um, there's, there's some things that the Bulls need to clean up, particularly some of Zach Levine's shot selection at the end. Um, but, 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 but also um, I liked Kobe White's performance. And I also liked Alice Caruso's performance. Yes. Uh, he was definitely a diamond in the rough. And if Lonzo Ball was playing, it, it probably would be a more exciting, different conversation, both defensively and from beyond the arc. And, and, and I, and I think that, I think that, um, I, I think that's the series I like. I, I do like Boston and Brooklyn. I, I definitely think though that Boston outplayed Brooklyn in the first half of that game and, and held KD to seven points. Um, but, but I also think um, the fact that they came back revved up was cool, but the Celtics deserved it more because that last defensive sequence at the end allowed uh, Jason Tatum to score. And, and so here we are now, Boston leading one zero. That was an incredible game, but you talked a little bit about the Bulls box series scoop. I mean, Alex Caruso, you know, he came in, he's, he's, you know, he's coordinating the offense. I mean, that's an increased role with him with the absence of Lonzo, but do you think the Bulls can make that a series? I mean, it sounds like you do. I, I, I'll say I'd like to see it be a series. I, 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 I just the last minute and 30 in that game, I was kind of just disappointed. Like that rainbow shot that Levine took, I think he could have took a better shot. And I know Zach and Zach and I have mutual respect for one another, but I was kind of disappointed at that ending. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Scoop, we're going to move into, we like to play games. I mean, you know, we're big, we're big on TikTok. You know, we like to, you know, mix it up a little bit, have a little fun. So we're going to put your knowledge to the test. And Nate, Nate and I always struggle with this segment, Scoop, but it's what jersey number do they wear? So we're going to fire some names at you and we're going to test your knowledge to see if on the spot, we always find it easier when we're watching the games because, you know, when you're watching the games, you know, you know, 22 out there might be someone or, or you might, you know, be familiar with some, some of the numbers when you're watching. But sometimes off the cop, it's a little bit more difficult. But we're going to start things off, Scoop. What number does RJ Barrett wear? Nine. Easy. One for okay. one. He's going to, we're going to look yeah, so bad. We are. <laughs> Jamal Murray. It's tough because he's been injured all year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> What number does Jamal Murray wear? Should I know what number Jamal Crawford wears? Um, <laughs> Jamal Murray, it's in the 30s. Tw- 27. We'll give you a pass, though. I was going to say 37. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's okay. what we do all the That's time, too. That's how we do. Sure. Okay, so 27. Okay. Andrew Wiggins. 22. Boom. Yep. Yep. Two for three. Okay. Dylan Brooks. Yeah, y'all got me with that Murray. <laughs> Dylan Brooks. We're going to Canadian route here. You got this. No, I don't. <laughs> think, think, goat. Goat. Twenty-three. Boom. Oh no! Sorry. Twenty-four. <laughs> so, Kobe oh. goat. Kobe that's goat. a culture gap. <laughs> yeah. Big t- yeah, big time, big time, big time. <laughs> oh, sorry, Scoop, I read you down the long, I led you down the wrong path there. You weren't supposed to give me no hands. I'm two. For, I'm what? Two for four. Two for four. That's all right. Yeah. That's better than we do. Way better than we do. Dwight Powell. It's tough here. Shit, I don't know who. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven. Yeah, you wasn't gonna get me with that one. 
All right, I'm going to try my best to pronounce this one. Shay, uh, is it Gilgis? Shay Gilgis Alexander. Yep. Gilgis Alexander, yeah. <laughs> Nine or 11? Oh, two. It, yeah, if you subtracted those two. Yeah. Have yeah, yeah, that's right. So we'll give it to you. Two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. We'll chalk it up as a win. Yeah, we'll give it. Uh, it's tough, hey, Scoop? The guess the number? Yeah, now if you had given me legends, I would have I would have knocked that out the park for sure. Well, we had to we had to give you the Canadian flavor, right? We had to give you all Canadians. Wait, we're here. <laughs> Listen, we, we just we just had a language barrier with the goat because <laughs> Michael Jordan is the goat, sir. That's right, and that's why you said twenty three, and I thought it was twenty three, but it was twenty four. So Listen, man, so that's I, on me. I, if it was who wants to be a millionaire, <laughs> and I had phoned in, someone would have said. Uh, 24, or they would have said lower Mary, and I would have said, oh, Kobe, 24. But hey, I might have said eight. Absolutely. That's true. Absolutely. Now, listen, Scoop, we can't thank you enough for coming on and joining us and doing this, and we don't want to take too much of your time, but listen, we'll catch up down the road. I mean, we'd love to have you back on the podcast. We love doing this. We love what you do. We love your content, man. Thank you for doing this. Listen, first of all, thank you for the opportunity to be myself. Secondly, um, a boat is my word (laughs) for the week. I like it. And if they can find a a a, a, a plant based version of poutine, I will come to Canada and we're on for 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 poutine rather for 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 a, a nice dinner. We we got to make that happen you, for sure. You name the time and place, and we're in plant based. We're we're on the research. We're on the research. Plant based poutine. We're on it. We are. Yes. yes you take sir. care, Scoop. Okay, keep doing your thing. Enjoy the playoffs. We'll catch up soon. Okay. My man, I'll talk to you. Thank you. Man, we're going to thank Scoop, man. What an absolute amazing individual. He's so connected in the NBA world. So we thank Scoop for coming on, Nate. Now we're going to move into the NHL. Quarter three, episode 31, 32? 32. 32. By, by my count. Yeah, season two of the Daily Mission Podcast. Nate, Matt Duchesne. This guy's been a bit of a suitcase around the league. He's now scored 40 goals out of nowhere, to be honest. You want to talk about out of nowhere. I was so punched out on this individual. Yep. He's a man I wouldn't have touched in the fantasy draft. Yeah. Not even considered. I mean, last year, I I can't quite remember the numbers it was, but it was a bad, bad year. Yeah. And, like, it was it was abysmal. And um, it's funny. When we were in Ottawa, I was talking to somebody about how, because um, it was Ottawa and Nashville, Duchesne was playing, and yep. I was talking to an individual, and I was just talking about how, you know, it's crazy how, like, Ottawa took that run in 2017. Yep. And Eric Carlson saucer over the net. Oh my god, Mike Hoffman. Dude. Eric Carlson in that playoff. <laughs> oh my, they dusted playoffs, the Bruins anyway, dude. It was he. Oh. He was that was ungodly. Like, that was a godly Un- performance. Yes, he, it was. he could do it all. But yes. um, anyway, I was just speaking to him, uh, the individual. I was like, you know what? Like, it's crazy to think like Duchesne. Like he came over. They thought they had the real deal. You know, they had Stone Hoffman, Hoffman dialed. They went in. They traded that fourth overall pick for Duchesne to Colorado. And yeah. that fourth overall, fourth overall pick. Excuse my stroke. Ended up being Kale McCarr. Yeah. Which is, imagine that in Ottawa. I mean, your decor will be looking mighty <laughs> fine with Thomas Shabbat, Kale McCarr, good and luck. Thomas, or no, sorry, and Jake Sanderson. Jake but, Sanderson. Uh, good luck shutting down Shabbat. No, I mean, McCarr. Nashville's had a good year. I mean, you got Roman Yossi who's going to win the Norris, and you've got Matthew Shane who's got 40 goals. I think he's got 38 assists for 78 points in the year. I mean, mm-hmm. they've had a good year, and uh, I don't think they're, they're, I think they're a complete pretender if you're going to be completely honest. I do honest. too. Yeah, I so, do too. I mean, it's been a great year for, uh, I want to see Tanner Janot does in the playoffs. Yeah, rookie. you know, yeah. guys buzzing. Nate, the Pacific, the Pacific in the NHL is heating up. We got yes. Vegas, we got Vancouver, we got LA. In my opinion, Nate, I think Vancouver and Vegas missed the playoffs. 
Vancouver and Vegas. Yeah, I mean, it's leaning more and more towards Vegas missing. Yeah. I mean, they're losing some kind of key games. They they pulled one out against Washington the other night. Yep. They lost to the Devils. <laughs> you know, a Jack Hughesless Devils. Tough scene. It's going to be a tough one. Like, that's a must win. Yep. They have a big one. I mean, it really comes down to that game. I think the third last game of the season, they play Dallas. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. I mean, if Dallas ends up losing out or losing their next game. Yeah. And then they kind of match up and we'll see what happens. It could come down to an absolute barn burner on the last day. Oh, do you remember <clears throat> a long time ago? I want to say it was like the Leafs were almost in. It was like 2007, 2008. And um, the Leafs were in a shootout with the Islanders to see who made the playoffs. Come on. Do you remember that? No. Oh, it was outrageous. Oh was my like goodness. The, yeah. They who ended up winning. Oh, not the Leafs. <laughs> the Islanders. The Islanders? Do you know, yeah. Who scored they, the winner? Do you remember? Oh, no, I don't. That's, that's unreal, uh, though. Yeah, they ended up getting worked by Buffalo, the President's Trophy winner that year. So I love it. But uh, yeah, that was just, I hope it comes down to something like that. It gives you a little excitement on one of the last days of the season. So. For sure. We'll see what happens at Pacific Division. I mean, that's going to be an exciting race. Nate, Marshawn Lynch, former running back for the Seattle Seahawks, obviously is just an absolute character. Skittles on the bench, you name it. Marshawn Lynch is an absolute beauty. Yeah. Minority owner in the Seattle Kraken is out there on the Zamboni doing donuts. He owns the Kraken? Minority owner. No he yeah, 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 yeah. He, he just bought a, uh, a stake into the, uh, oh my. the Seattle Kraken. And he's I respect a, it. His entry is him on the Seattle Kraken Zamboni doing donuts. How, do, how does a guy like me miss that? Oh, I, well, I'm, that's absolutely incredible. Really. I'm curious to know what your social media has been up to these days. I mean, my social media has been pretty dialed. I've been looking at a lot of betting stuff, though. I know. I know. I, I <clears> guess <throat> I guess I might have slipped under the radar because, I mean, if we're going to be completely honest with the audience, Seattle Kraken yeah. aren't, aren't high on anyone. A lot list. of people. I certainly don't follow them. No, exactly. So, but but uh, I do want to talk about a team that you do follow, Nate, the Washington Capitals. And it's announced that they might be changing up their jerseys. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the whole story is. I saw Chris Creamer, sportslogos.net. Yeah. One of the most reliable That's a shout out. beings. That yeah. is a shout out. Huge I will shout, shout out. that guy out any day. Chris in my Creamer, life. if you want to look at jerseys, like seriously. Sportslogos.net, dude. Yeah. I've been, I remember looking at this guy in like 2001. Yeah. This guy's just been absolutely doing it all. He's the most dialed in guy. He's got every jersey anybody's ever wore by year. It is yeah. a fantastic website. But. Besides the point, yeah, I'm not sure exactly what's going on, but he had a, a source come out and say, this is what's going to be happening. This guy's been spot on many of times. Yep. Yeah, he showed some work about it. So I guess they're bringing back the Eagle, and I'm pretty pumped about it. I it's mean, a good-looking jersey, man. I just kind of hope they keep the jersey as is and put that Eagle on it. I don't really have any interest in seeing the old blue one. No, the brown mixed in. Oh, it's not a good look. It's not a great Keep look. the I mean, same color scheme. The for one sure. we got sitting here in the studio is yeah, we disgusting, but it's only because it's old. No, exactly. It's not a good, like, you know. No, exactly. Yeah, I, I, Olaf Kozik screams that jersey. Oh, that was, yeah, that was also Ovechkin rolling on his back Yeah, at the beginning. But Absolutely. speaking of Ovechkin, yeah. I mean, we've got 50 goals. He's now tied with Mike Bossy and Wayne Gretzky for the most 50-goal seasons in history with nine. What so one a, more 50-goal year for Ovechkin. He's hit the most all-time. It's doable. He also, he also just passed uh, Timo Solani for most goals in a season for a player age 36 or over, which was 38. So, or 48, sorry. So. What a trim, like, I mean, he's, like we've, said it, we've said it before, Nate. You'll say it for the rest of your life. The best goal scorer in the history of the NHL. And I just want him to beat Gretzky just so you can, you know what I mean? There's no argument. Exactly. There's right? no argument. Yeah, and, absolutely. You know, maybe if there wasn't a lockout or something, he'd still, he'd be closer now. But I, I want him to do it regardless of all the... You know, no, everything behind the scenes. All of the back noise and everything like that that yeah. you'll fight through. But no, Alex Ovechkin, I mean, what a treat we've been 
you know, gifted with, with, with Crosby and Ovechkin. And, and honestly, man, Ovechkin has been such a tremendous talent and, and so exciting to watch night in, night out. But Nate, <clears throat> Claude Julian, I want to mention that he was named the head coach of the world championship team that's going to, I think it's in Finland. Yes. Um, yep. For uh, for the teams that missed the playoffs. And, and our guy, Drake Batherson, should be on that team. If uh, I would think. By all accounts. I mean... I don't know who's picking, but if he's not there, it's going to be a mistake. There's going to be some issues. There is. There's <laughs> going to be. There's going to be a couple bones to pick with the daily remission. Big time. Big but, time. Uh, yeah, I think we're going to have a. I think the World Junior or the World Championship should be pretty sweet this year. You're going to have some good players. Like you'll have Kachuk going for U.S. for sure. Yeah. Um, just thinking of some. I guys like to check in on that event. Yeah, I do like yeah. to check in on that event. There's a lot of games in it though. You know, yes. it's like a seven game round robin. It's absolute treason. It is. Yeah. But. Um, but, uh, but Nate, that'll conclude quarter three of yeah. season two, episode 32 of the daily intermission podcast. We are moving into quarter four. We've got a little MLB, a little PGA talk, Nate, the umping. We talked about it with, with Russell, um, with Russell. Yeah. Moving. Episode coming up here soon. Well, yes, exactly. Yeah. With, uh, with Russell Dorsey moving on. Sorry. But we talked about the automation in, in baseball and, and is it coming in the umpire's position and, I don't really know what direction they're going to go, Nate. I mean, I always think about like a challenge type route where they yeah. can, the the ump can, or sorry, the team that, that disagrees with the call from the ump can challenge the call. But man, there's been a lot of uproar, especially on Twitter about the umpires and, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Well, I feel like a lot of it is on Twitter too, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, it, and it's an interesting way to go about it because like, I'm not too torn on it either way. Yeah. You know, I do like the human element to it. Absolutely. For sure. Um, but I think you should have that option to challenge. Yeah. And maybe you give, I'm not sure, like it's it's hard. You kind of got to push the numbers and see how many challenges are like realistic. Like maybe you go three, you have yeah. three challenges or something like yeah. that. I'm not sure. And like maybe you can call those because I mean, there's some that are just absolutely balls yeah. that get called strike right, three. Yeah. And it's like, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. You know? So it, yeah, the, the amount of... Uh dictation that the the umpires have on the game is is sometimes outrageous but we we talked about it with russell you'll hear uh with russell dorsey coming up on monday you know yeah. what his thoughts are mlb insider for valley sports so you know he he was in a great interview nate oh, i hate terrific. to preview that but um but we'll get uh, ready for monday folks because it's an absolute heater exactly nate garrett cole ace for the new york yankees he's been an absolute disaster yes and was... i wanted to ask you nate do you think it's because and he hasn't really been he wasn't great last season as well no. Is it because this guy was addicted to the sticky stuff? I mean, that's a tough one for me to pull out. Yeah. But I'm going to say. talking about pine tar. I'm going to say, oh, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I had anticipated. Okay, yeah, I yeah. wasn't uh, thinking it was, well, never mind. Yeah, yeah, But, yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, what's his ERA? Like six point something? Yeah. Six, like three, five. Six, three, five. Yeah. So, three I Three mean, games, yeah. no wins. Yeah. It's, it's for one of the guys that's. You know, kind of know he's, he's also getting absolutely. Do you see the video of him just getting warming up, just getting absolutely beaked? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like that's a ball, Garrett. Yeah, yeah. Like, just the whole time. It's like, I don't know, man. That's what ball a, fans are paid to do. Oh, yeah. well, if you're going to get that ticket, you got to make sure it happens. So, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, we'll see what Garrett, we'll see what happens with Garrett Cole and Nate. I mean, yeah, he's getting paid big money. He's he's trusted to be the New York Yankees ace, and he has pitched, he has far failed from miserably. It. Far from Thus it. far. We'll go out and say that. Robinson Cano came out this week, Nate, and apologized for missing the entire 2020, 2021 campaign for doing juice, for using juice, I should say. Yep. It's hard to have sympathy for a guy who, you know, kind of comes out and apologizes for using steroids, especially in the game of baseball. Um, but he's back. He's playing. He could be a big piece for the Mets this year. But I don't know. How genuine do you think an apology is after injecting steroids into your bum? I mean, I think... <laughs> Are we confirmed it was in the ass? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, I was unaware of that fact, but, um, you know, I mean, it's kind of just coming out because you got caught. Yeah. Like, you know, there's no apology if you never get caught. No, exactly. So, and I mean, I'm not going to put that on Robinson. Yeah. But, uh, you know. We're putting it on Robinson. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) there's no one else we could really put it on. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, how genuine? Hard to say. I'd say probably not that much. It's more so I got caught. I'm going to apologize and like, hey, guys, I'm back. But, you know, at least the suspensions are like fairly legitimate for like the MLB, you know what I mean? Like they get banned for a while. For sure. So absolutely. I don't know. Um Buck Martinez, <clears throat> a legendary Blue Jays announcer, stepping away due to cancer. I mean, when I think about Blue Jays baseball, man, I think about Buck Martinez. Yeah. His voice is just so Hollywood. Like it's just it is. It is it's unbelievable, man. And, and Buck Martinez, he he's the face of the Jays, you know, play by play and 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 we're thinking about him, we're thinking about his family. For sure. Yeah. I mean, prayers with Buck. I mean, yeah. He's an absolute legend. Legend. A legend. And I wish him all the best. And just when you said he's got that voice, like he does, oh. he has that voice. When that you he think just, of Jays. Like, yeah. Oh. You think of Jays and you also just think of like this guy. He reminds me of like a Doc Emmerich yes. in the NHL. Yeah. He just makes you want to watch. For sure. Buck. For sure. And, and same with the San Diego um, announcer. Gosh. The Padres. I'm so not going to be able to come up with his name right now. <laughs> you think I can? No, I don't. Not a shot. But, but uh, uh, yeah, prayers to Buck. Absolutely. We're thinking forward. about Buck. Nate, it's uh, just to kind of conclude quarter four and conclude the episode. we got the PJ Tour. They're in New Orleans, down in Louisiana. We've got the Zurich Classic. It's a team event, which is just, it's fun. I like it. Don't get me wrong. It's a nice wrench into the schedule where, yeah. where guys go individual. But, I mean, to bet on, really oh. tough. Well, it's tough, too, because you got to look at, like, the bracket thing, right? And it's like, okay, I'll take this guy, this guy. Like, you go in daily fantasy, you forget about it. Exactly. It's not even doable. Yeah. Kind of sucks. Like, you got to get so lucky, but. Uh, For sure. Yeah, I mean, the best bets, whatever. I'm going. You got uh, Morikawa. I got Morikawa and Hovland. Yeah. That was, uh, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm high on them. Yes, you are. Uh, I'm also a big on, was it Leishman and Garcia? Uh, Leishman and Smith. Leishman and Smith. Yeah. Yes, that's Defending right. Defending champs. So, yeah, obviously, your guy. Yeah, yeah. well, I'm, yeah. you think I'm not going on Camp Smith. You're exactly. clinically insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, those are my guys. Who are you rolling with? I got Willie Zalatoris Davis Riley. I like which that. Which is kind of at a left field. I like Zalatoris in a team I, event, man, though. I, I like don't know Zalatoris what it is. in general. Same with me, if except he can for get his a putting. No, if he can get a normal putter, like that guy's going to be a stick. Yeah, what's he doing, dude? He's like that guy at the... It's he almost unbelievable. gives you that vibe at the course. It's like, yeah, this guy's, this guy's crazy good, but he just like puts with like this... like. Spalding high efficiency, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Right. No, it's know, uh, it's unbelievable. Love and I'm also on Scheffler and... and uh, gosh, How can who, you not be? I know, exactly. Uh, Scheffler and... Gosh, I can't think of his name right now, and I'm blanking, and it's Ryan um, Palmer. Thank you. Ryan Palmer. Ryan Palmer and uh, Scotty Scheffler and... Uh, bit Sco- delayed. Scotty Scheffler makes me want to run through a wall lately. I've cried every event he's won. It's bad. Really? It's bad. It's Jesus, really bad. Dude. I know. I know. I, I actually cried last week too when Jordan won. I, there's something about the winning of a golf tournament and their families running out and the millions yeah. of dollars on the line and like the four day grind. And I just like, I, I'm like, wow, that's so hard that's to good do. Though, you, know? you know, I've been, I've been crying for different reasons lately. Okay. This is us. Oh, that show. Holy good, smokes. Dude. It's a good like one. Every episode. I'm just crying. <laughs> just tearing up. I can't believe it. Dude. Listen, Randall's Nate, a beauty. Anyway, listen, Nate, we are going to move on. That's the end of quarter four. That's the yeah. end of episode 31. I'm sorry. We got a little out of hand this episode, <laughs> but we do have the fire wagon and the dog water of the week. I mean, if you don't have a, if you've got a different fire wagon than fire wagon than me, then I'm going to be a little disappointed. It's the DI. Okay. I mean, I, it's the fire wagon of the week. The two the of us have week. absolutely put on a clinic. We have put on a clinic. 
Uh, I do have a different one. Okay. But it's for a different different reason. Yep. Um, yeah. Anyway, explain yours. Well, I just think that we've just had such a tremendous yeah. week. I mean, we've had some huge steps. We've been on television twice. Um, you know, we interviewed Scoop B. Robinson, which you enjoyed, I hope. We've got Russell... Um, Dorsey, Dorsey coming on, yeah. yeah. Russell Dorsey coming on. I, I don't know why I'm struggling with Dorsey. I always just want to say Russell something crazy because there's some Russells that I know in sports, but <laughs> Russell Dorsey, yeah. MLB insider for the for Valley Sports, has joined us for Monday. And man, it's been a hard working week, man. We we continue to make strides. We continue continue to build a brand, and I'm proud of us. And and it's we're the fire wagon of the week. Yeah, hey man, I love it. I love yeah. it. The only thing is, I came up with a different one because you had that one. Okay, yeah, absolutely. And mine's Alexander Ovechkin. Oh, how can you not? How can I not go with my boy? Yep. We got 50 goal season, his ninth, as we stated earlier. Yep. Absolutely electric, fired up. This guy is 36 years old, dude, and he is outscoring people that are just, you know, in their prime in the NHL. Yep. And uh, it's been a privilege to watch this guy. Yep. I, I like it. I, I, I'm very blessed to have him on my team. I like it. I'm, I'm going to go with the dog water of the year, by the way. Really? Yeah, I'm going Peter Morazic. April. Oh, yeah, okay. Peter Morazic. This it. guy was signed from the, by the Maple Leafs to be their highest paid tendy, to be a split guy. Is he higher than Campbell? Campbell's on like a $1.7 million deal. Right. Okay. Yeah, and Morazic's like three and a half, right? It's unbelievable, man. And it's Peter Morazic hasn't played. In, I mean, I'm, he must have played, what did he play, like 25, 30 games? He was an absolute gong show this season. Waved Peter him. Peter Morazic, dude. They waved him, you too. You need to figure it out. You know, you are I, a dog water of the, I'll say, I'll say of the week, of the month. The month. We'll give him the month, sure. The month. I the remember years, sa- we're saving the years. Oh, the years yeah. are going to be bad. Yeah. But uh, I remember when they signed him. Yep. Um, everyone's like, you know what? He's a solid backup, one-two punch. I was like, yeah, you're going to say that until he's letting in clear as day wristers from the blue line. I know. Like, I've seen Nick Backstrom torch this guy from the blue line clear as day like four times. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, for my dog water, you know, hadn't really thought it up, to be completely honest with you. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, just off the top of my head, Barry Bonds. All right. Cheater. <laughs> and that's it. Listen, everyone, <laughs> enjoy your weeks. We'll be back on Friday. We'll be back on Monday. I do apologize. Yeah, we'll be back on Monday. Yeah. yeah. This is right. Friday. This is Friday. Um, <laughs> this is Friday's episode. So listen, we'll be back on Monday. I always kind of scramble towards the end of the episode, but uh, we appreciate you guys. Go like, maybe five star the episode. We appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. Let's go.